blessed and highly flavored podcast is only because a nigga bless. Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Charmed. This is season three, episode 11, Witchful Thinking, written by Natalia Fernandez and Johanna Lee, directed by Ken Fink, who worked on Fringe, Quantico, and Millennium. And in this episode, an 8.2 out of 10. It wasn't bad, but I had some tonal issues I was dealing with. But we did get a lot of hasty goodness, but at the expense of, you know, Frank's heart. (laughs) Um, We'll get to one of my main issues with this episode in a little bit, but let's jump into the recap. The sisters are sent to the Anatolian caves. Did I get that right? Maybe. It's in Turkey. I know that much. The sisters are looking for the relic the perfect eye told them to retrieve in a flashback that explains the sisters' allergies. Apparently, when they put the source in the tree, it then ripped a hole in the fabric of said cage, thus releasing the fail-safe, such as some deadly mist you can't breathe, and said allergy. They can't reverse it, the perfect eye, as it was never meant to be reversing, as it was a repellent for their enemies. Who knew the charm ones would be the cause of a security breach? They also are taking their word for it, and I guess we can already discuss what my issue is. And it's that they are putting entirely too much faith, considering everything they've been through, into two rather android beings that give no indication that they give a fuck about humanity or you guys for that matter (laughs) and so that you guys don't have any follow-up conversations in which you might i don't know continue to decipher the tablet do anything besides continuing to follow their commands is very problematic for me uh the instructions also were trash i agree maggie seeing as you hit it all over the place in a dead language. Very little obstacle, they retrieve the T-Rex egg, exchanging Macy's mask, as she can hold her breath wanting to be a deep sea diver in 8th grade. Tell me Girl, the only place there are monsters in this world is in the fucking ocean. You got life screwed up if you think I'm going down there. Maggie is seeing Dr. Choi and tells her that the year of me is pretty much bombing considering her stress and denial of getting with Jordan for reasons I'm not sure I compute. Then she says that she only wants to have what she can't have or something to that effect. She only wants what she can't have and I'm not sure where that complex came from either considering I see no evidence of this personality trait and i should know the way in which macy barged in though why the fuck they had to run it they was being real real lazy with this spell i don't even know if lazy is the right word irresponsible there you go that's actually the right word talking about leave a note i still did not see you walk out of this room (laughs) on my leave a note when did you write the note there is time missing from my life and you think that they're not going to be possibly fucked up because of that she couldn't wait 10 minutes for that meeting i know you was in a rush to go hug your boo but 
Couldn't even let her at least finish her session. The girls follow the perfect eyes instructions regarding the egg, which is to bring it to boiling temperature and prepare to skip over all the side effects that are written in small print that nobody be reading into you on life support. Question. Why wouldn't Harry be there or the perfect eye in case of emergency? Case in point, when the spell knocks them all unconscious. They then hug, so it's all good in the hood, and then Harry comes in. Why don't you love me, Daddy? My fantasies have Misty Rupert, and clearly so has Macy as she forgets her sister's existence and runs into his arms. As the two are embracing, not wanting to let each other go, they then kiss, and it was beautiful for my shipper's soul, but I was also imagining Mel and Maggie's perspective. Oh, that's awkward. Like, hey, we me familia too. The next morning, the girls are just happy walking together as Harry makes Parisian-style breakfast for them all. And he can definitely cook breakfast for me anytime. And as soon as I saw that scarf and it was in Macy's hands, I just knew she was going to put it around that man's neck and kiss him because that's what I would have done. Mel and Maggie are like, we still exist. It's bad enough we had to take prescribed medication to sleep because of all y'all's loudness. Can you not? Mel is meeting with the new dean about a permanent position. Maggie is interviewing for the internship. Macy has to meet with Gloria about the free legal clinic she hopes isn't closing. And Harry wants to take Macy on vacation because these are where our priorities are for the day. (laughs) And let me tell you something, Harry. You can whisper on my neck anytime, make it yin yang twins dirty. They hear noise in the attic and Josefina is visited by Mel. She's still trying to find a spell to unlock her power. Mel thinks that maybe she needs to unlock a career path like college. And since she needs a book from the library, escorts her to work where the dean hires her full time without even an interview. Doesn't even matter. Your video means that you're brave. Maggie aces her presentation and gets the internship. Macy came in the room with that outfit. Damn, nigga, what you doing out here with all this ass? Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Hella ass. The sun is still out, my nigga. I was transported back to Wayne's world. We're not worthy. We're not. That outfit was bomb ass. Rihanna wrote that song about Macy in this outfit. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. The clinic is good press, so it won't be shut down. And since the perfect eye told, they was looking at him on the internet like, what is this? <laughs> Talking about that dog is a creature. And you took, your, took his word for it. Come on, man. Y'all just being real content to be lazy right now. Y'all are letting them take over your job and you ain't making no types of you know verbalization of how you don't want this to happen but it's all good they're going to paris this is the best day ever until devil wears prada does her cat walk into the vera household and boots though were also bomb ass to announce to no one in particular because the place is empty that i will destroy you Considering it was the demon that whooped Abby's ass, I wasn't clear who she was directing her demonic hate at. 
until after the commercial break and i guess the house magic knocked her back to herself but it turns out that breeze was not house magic that was the best u-turn of the whole episode i was like oh we got a new player in the game it's about time i'm sure it's somehow connected to the perfecti they then go back to serving us hasty fans really well i mean we were stuffed on the amount of hasty we got this episode the walk in paris rupert talking french all the romance and kissing they are upgraded to the honeymoon suite due to a mistake with the reservation but an old couple have history there and are celebrating their anniversary so harry gives them the room and i'm mad that they really made macy out to be petty and be like fuck them <laughs> it's our night <laughs> and that's why frank had a heart attack did i get that correct because that's exactly what she said it was my fault right <laughs> um harry is he's sad he's sad face at the fact that he will not grow old with macy and i was like is harry gonna give up his powers is jordan gonna become the new white lighter i am kind of down with both options Josefina thinks it's okay to steal instead of just ask the professor in the building to get the book using magic all up in the open anyone could have saw her to freeze this dude and for some reason mel doesn't think that discipline is what this child needs because it's exactly what this child needs telling her you got 24 hours to return it because when he becomes unfrozen he's gonna forget that the book was stolen and not tell campus security hell they may even use something called a camera to identify who the perpetrator is mel is getting the freeze out from her faculty since she's been awarded for her reckless ass behavior i didn't even need to know that she passed people up (laughs) she is kind of being rewarded overly so for something she not necessarily needs to be thoroughly rewarded for my chair is annoying and making a whole bunch of noises and i'm not just stopping just to edit that out so if you hear it (laughs) or you hear a little click that's my chair we get some more hasty romances macy is definitely baby planning she is also really ready to put down the roots and build that nest you can't tell him to stop thinking about the future though when you keep bringing it up and the fact that he don't get to grow old with you maggie calls jordan with her happy news then calls him a friend but before she can course correct that horrible title a friend i mean he is a friend but let's not pretend as if he ain't more than a friend um she hears people crying and this is how she finds out that antonio was in a car crash and probably won't make it how that feel very happy (laughs) abby is getting hobo status (laughs) with this demon attacking her all the time it randomly shows up to ask jordan's help binding her powers permanently because she can't take this shit anymore and if you're hearing that other noise that's my neighbors because well i've already told enough people about how horrible they are hasty gets the honeymoon suite but at the cost of frank's (laughs) heart (laughs) then she was so cold when she went to that when they went back to the house (laughs) that's mortality true but damn you didn't think anything about that when you was enjoying that honeymoon suite with She doesn't want to watch Harry die and Harry feels his immortality is a curse because he doesn't want to watch her die and before they can do more kissing 
it is interrupted by the sniffling of maggie who tells them all about antonio and then they finally figure out yes the shoe really did drop as mel realizes later that she jumped two senior professors to be given tenure which she did not deserve all their wishes are coming true including paris uh, and including josefina getting her powers but at what cost um where are we at my notes apparently powers can only be bound by a human of good character okay i feel like we heard that differently at some point but sure i'm going with it and then per all the bruises jordan is definitely going to be compelled to help her but this will reduce her powers permanently she won't have them she'll be a normal human i was like okay we can we can we can start back at one however before she can do anything she feels the same breeze when she's doing the spell she fell at the charm one's house and apparently it is not just a breeze abby gets um something engraved on her neck before a window opens and she disappears and jordan sees someone and says who are you before he himself is disappeared but we did not know that until a little bit uh, later in the episode towards the end and it looks like where they are at is um a place we barely got out of last time and also indicates that the real villains are staring you guys right in the face when Josefina is told that her powers are basically going to be removed when they return the egg because it's not a good egg <laughs> i know i couldn't help myself <laughs> she turns on mel and the other ones and binds them with branches and i went a this is the charmed ones b i'm about to whip somebody's ass oh i'm about to whip somebody's ass she is so one-track mind since she's been on this show it's rather annoying at this point mel telling macy and harry to chill because <laughs> like uh we can handle this situation right now no they rightfully and this is why they are ready to be parents need to whoop that ass because this is not okay we're not going to allow this type of behavior absolutely not um what also was not okay was maggie having any indication that this was a joke <laughs> this is not funny anymore maggie just zip it yourself ma'am let the adults handle this <laughs> and not mel trying to talk her down just i didn't even need that whole scene to be honest antonio is now your friend what the fuck is this i like to know when that happened just because he's in a car wreck and you might have caused it psychologically and wishing it without meaning to does not mean y'all are friends it's very clear to me the perfecti are the enemy because they're like oh you want your powers but you don't want your power ain't you feeling good right now fuck everybody else you should just be happy we're telling this to your face and they're like yeah we're gonna follow your advice and just put the egg back and then we'll get our our demon curse back and, and we won't be able to touch anymore and it'll be back to the new normal is this supposed to be like a commentary on COVID? like you thought it was done and <laughs> bitch it ain't um whatever <laughs> very anticlimactic this whole scene i was really not because when they replaced the egg they were barricaded from the exit until josefina uses her powers to help because guess what she has powers now why couldn't they use their powers though why did we have to dump down the charm ones to give her a moment to shine in the spotlight abby is in some realm and she still has that thing on her neck and while the beautiful 
backyard scene would have been great on any other occasion i also felt it was not earned but i love the moment for the moment itself if that makes sense maggie decides to call jordan and talk about her things called feelings but he is in the same place as abafel and i was like oh lord it's a new prison where is celeste that's who they need and who they always should have been reaching out to for any type of she's like 155,000 years old she probably can help them out regarding things and yet they have not put her on speed down once and this is your fault this is all your fault we also end with the conversation between harry and macy that was coming from a mile away which is harry wanting to be mortal and i'm not sure why macy you are surprised by this or even bothered i mean he what we need a white lighter sure we can give someone else that task but maybe she feels you don't need to give up yourself we can we can address this maybe she just wanted to become immortal maybe that was her goal all along <laughs> and that concludes our episode like i said not bad or anything just you know <laughs> some of the scenes were a little clunky for me and we could have did just a little bit more but i really do like how they use the camera in this episode particularly the paris scenes the close-up of uh madeline mantock's face the way they showed you know even abby being knocked back like the direction in this episode was was really solid um just the little things with kind of how the storyline was unfolded that really took off the most points but that's how i feel let's hear how you felt about this episode starting with some feedback I did want to start off with some missed comments from my um last episode of charmed no hablo yeah i'm not even gonna go there Bougeria? <laughs> i went there <laughs> uh from izzy 2729 um i'm not sure if i should go bottom up or up bottom but i'm gonna go from the bottom up uh, she says on the last podcast some comments here lol no hablo hablo <laughs> no hablo she's trying to teach me um how to say the title right brujeria brujeria translates to i don't speak witchcraft huh coyote poppy was the name coyote piper was the name of the episode for three nine of the original series yes that was my mistake trying to follow anything to do with google josefina yeah i got that one um i for some reason talked myself out of saying it the correct way (laughs) now that you mentioned possible restrictions i think you are right about this being a good ending for jordan's curse when i first watched it i didn't like it because of the whole build-up for for of balancing the scales of justice made the whole ending of the curse in a spell gone wrong seem weak I still have some issues with it but thinking about possible restrictions it probably needed to make it or they needed to make it low-key with less travel and people maggie not speaking spanish made sense to me given that i am okay in spanish i grew up speaking it uh, but pretty or but have a pretty bad accent given i grew up with both languages but my little sister doesn't speak a lick of spanish 
it's actually common that different kids in the same household don't have the same fluency especially depending on age difference a lot of people born in the states can understand spanish but can't translate it it's a whole other skill set because of word choice and context that's definitely some good insight there uh, last two comments <laughs> uh, i love that macy is 100 percent secure in her relationship with harry but abby proved last season she is iffy on that consent i was like mace at least ask him to go <laughs> with one of your sisters i also just want to say that i love the macy and jordan tag team i did too i lied about the last comment they never established magic as gender neutral just as neutral to good evil to good and evil in season one there is only one source of all magic and they said demons and witches are just two sides of the same coin we never met a male witch in previous seasons but we know demons can make male or female or can be male or female so it doesn't seem weird to establish the idea that only females can be witches but then i guess they could just call men with magic wizards or warlocks later on if they want magical males hmm it's a good it's a good, good thought about that um i don't think i have any dog in that fight <laughs> um you guys know the lore way more than i do so you just gotta let me know so i did want to feature those comments that i assumed were from uh, liliana and i was completely wrong even though for my defense you guys had some of the same really good commentary speaking of liliana we have an email regarding her feelings on the episode so here we go hey christina i don't know what to say in regards to the latest episode i felt it was important to the plot but it made me anxious regarding some plot lines brought up in this episode and trying to reconcile them with older episodes anxious because of how they seem to be handling some stories a majority of those connecting to male's story because as i've stated during season two she's the character i have a bias for i don't have much to comment on the maggie side of things except that i can't believe she's still denying her feelings towards jordan if jordan gets some or gets with someone maggie will only have herself to blame facts and it looks like Jordan was ready to move on after that phone call. Also facts. The therapy segment was funny to me because of how Maggie self-diagnosed herself in front of a professional. Yeah, Maggie is a psych student, but it doesn't mean that uh, what Maggie did was okay. A student won't know as much as a full professional. And even then, professionals will sometimes need to go see and talk to someone about their own issues. Also very uh, true. It actually reminds me, we've seen the bad habit of her self-diagnosing and self-treating a few times now. You know what? I have not picked up on that, but that's a good observation. Yeah, she did go there for help. <laughs> and she just went around like, well, it's because of this. Like, hey, how about you just talk? And I listen and we get there together. That's how therapy works. Macy encouraging Maggie to just leave a note while they had frozen the therapist was so un-Macy-like for me. Thank you thank you i would have thought a character as focused on reason as macy would realize that to the therapist one minute maggie would be there and the other she'd be gone there would be just a note in front of where maggie sat even if someone blinks you can usually see them get up and leave a whole room before they are completely gone from your eyesight same thing happens with mel and josefina at the library which was worse than the macy incident because harry and mel had a whole conversation about freezing time 
and the consequences to things if they were not as they were when time froze back in season one that is a small nitpick though on my part it's not a small nitpick i don't think um that's kind of what took a lot of the points off of this episode was kind of this disregard (laughs) for some of the things that they were doing and some of the the personality traits like they definitely gave macy a, a little bit of edge in this episode with you know how she did just yank her out of therapy okay we got to do this now did it really need to be this now you've had the allergy for this long she could have finished her session there's nothing to say there was no immediate need there you could have started the boiling at a time that was convenient for us all and yeah um i i didn't like a few things in which they they gave character like where did that come from hasty was cute i'm not as big a hasty shipper as some other fans but they were so cute this episode if not a little cheesy being the romantic couple in paris it was nice to see their trip to france they got to keep their word about the trip they made back in three three girl i didn't even know they made that promise (laughs) and we got to see them on said trip which was nice uh makes me wonder how okay some fans would have felt had it not been on screen but at the same time those same fans are so okay with mel having her love interest storyline take place off screen Mm, you talking about stuff i don't know about (laughs) because you put a whole mold in a sew um yeah we did have a, a mention that ruby was off somewhere like oh i think she was visiting her family there could be more mel and ruby scenes certainly I guess you can tell what irked me about this episode regarding Mel's story. Mel mentioned Ruby in passing for one sentence. Even Maggie and Jordan got more time than that and they hardly had moments this episode. A fair bit of people have pointed it out but if they are planning something with Mel and Abigail and plan to keep going with Ruby and Mel then it feels like Melby is as good as a token relationship. Once that one that a lot of fans seem to okay to root for and frankly Mel's character deserves a love story that she has received as much attention as her sister's love stories have i can see that as a as a male bias fan complaint i also don't think that melby's happening i mean i know i made comments or not melby is that Mel, is that abby and Mel? i don't know the shit names but i don't think the mel and abigail thing is happening at least not in any time immediately i mean you can't stop writers from doing what they're gonna do with the actors they you know that's that's their business and you know sometimes fan expectation and and um writers expectation are on the same page sometimes they're not but i can see your point that her story arc is kind of the last um art to be given much attention in particular to her love story it is a little bit more about her career right now um what else did i want to say i feel like i had another oh yeah about the whole um abigail and male thing and i'm glad that they they kind of stepped off of that because i don't want them to be a result of anything because you gave up a good relationship for no reason i mean they gave it a reason in episode two (laughs) in season two but then they backtracked on that so i mean i think that they're a little unclear on what they really want to do um with mel's character and 
I think that I don't know if that has more to do with the actress and um, her current situation. I don't think so. We could write around that all the time, and I am talking about her pregnancy. Um, just not knowing, or I, I don't know, because it was COVID and being, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much because then, you know, I'm just really pulling shit out of my ass based on nothing, and I need to stop that habit because <laughs> I do get all other people for that habit, so I can't myself do the exact same thing. But I will say, I think that. You can be upset. I think that's valid to be upset that the, her arc is just not getting, particularly her love story arc, um, is not getting the same attention. Now, as far as would I be as Mia Hasey fan upset if I didn't get the Paris scene? No, I wouldn't have been personally. I can only speak for me, though. <laughs> Out of the two candidates we have had so far in season three, between Abigail and Ruby, Abigail's the one we've seen male bond with the most on screen, even with the fact that Mel and Abby have been at odds these these last few episodes. As people have pointed out, we don't even know Ruby's last name and we're supposed to feel attachment towards them as a couple. Mm, That's fair. I mean, I guess, again, if you are prone to these people, then you probably have a lot more. I don't have, unfortunately, as an attachment to Ruby. As you pointed out, it's probably because I don't see her and I don't know her. And I mean... But I'm also one of those people like in The Flash that was just recently brought up where they were talking about Cisco Ramon's relationship. I don't know if you watched The Flash, but this is a perfect analogy. Um, And their complaint was, you know, they must be shatting on his storylines because we never see him with this couple. And and he has a girlfriend that we met like five seconds and, and it didn't bother me in the same way. So I think it really just depends on what you're looking forward to when you're tuning in i can't speak for everyone i could only speak for myself i mean it's clear i'm a hasty and macy fan i really love them i like the other sisters as well um probably male as my second but i don't i don't have that same inclination to check in with everybody every week (laughs) that's just how my brain but i don't even like um you know long chit chat so it's a it's a valid point to be put out in there in in the universe uh i love that we got to see jordan and abigail team up again i did not love that it seems they are getting rid of gray aspect in regards to abigail i really hope that isn't the case because one thing this version of charmed has going for it is the nuance when it comes to black and white or good and evil and we've already seen them choose to forgo that gray route when macy chose to give up her demon side back in season two if they have it so a demon binds themselves to get rid of the bad then i really think it would be hindering itself the og show is so blatant about that stuff it wouldn't help separate themselves from it and most og fans are not fans of the remake so no matter what happens there's something to that i don't want them to get rid of the grape you know characters either it also is an easy way not to deal with the issue and again it's it's one of those catch-22s is this i could sit here in supposition do people hate maggie so much that they rather just rather wipe the slate clean of what we saw before and try to build for it with this character but i think it's nice to see someone struggle 
um, and have that struggle. But it, it's even better to watch them if you want to work on a character, watch them overcome that and not be easy for them. And you don't need to do it by, oh, I'm just going to get rid of my powers. That's, that's all good. I'm just going to get rid of them. Um, and I do think they need a little bit more with the gray side of things and more nuance in the character. I think a lot more TV needs it. But then people get confused. So <laughs> there, there's that to contend with as well. Because some people, when they're like, I don't know who the root for, they stop rooting for the show. And that's a, that's a really fine line. Seeing how Abigail has hurt herself, hurt me, self-harm is a serious issue. And seeing a character be in that bad of a place and every time they reach out they get sass in return feels wrong what felt even worse was seeing how some fans are cheering for a character dealing with those issues to die just because they don't like them i can't tell if it's tone deafness or homophobia considering abigail is a lgbtq character and could possibly be someone who is getting set up that deep meaningful or getting set up hold on start again and could possibly be someone who is getting set up that deep meaningful developed on screen love story for the gay sister once again i cannot speak for something i know nothing about not in the fandom um i think that in any fandom i, I you know what did i think about i will say this when i immediately saw her hurting herself did i think about self-harm and that issue no i did not <laughs> now that you bring it to my attention that is relevant to what is happening to the character like a lot of self-loathing and yes that does add depth to said character um but i i can't say that i would have connected those dots automatically uh and then you know wanting a character to die despite some of those things i, I can't say one thing or another i i don't usually when i'm done with the character i'm just done i don't need to make commentary on the matter <laughs> but that once again is just me and as far as the love story with mel I, I think it can get there i don't think it needs to get there this season um but you're right as far as the two characters that they have most um had having these types of conversations and we even had that thing with mel back in season two right where there was kind of uh is she gonna go a lot more to the darker side of things i can't even remember what episode that was but there i remember talking about it i am nearly 100 percent certain the perfect eye were the ones who attacked demon abigail and the ones who jumped jordan as much as it was funny seeing thousands of year old beings react to internet memes why in the love of high-speed internet would harry think it's a good idea to show conspiracy websites and memes to the perfect eye whose jobs is to rebalance the world that's yeah i don't know why they don't see these people as a problem i'm sort of sad josefina is going to go away so soon but at the same time her being obsessed with awakening her powers was starting to make me dislike her same i just hope we still get to learn more about the mother side of the family because it seems she hid a lot i'm both super excited and dreading seeing what the tomb of chaos does to jordan and abigail as I saw that scene where Jordan gets left behind mid-ritual in Abigail's penthouse, I realized it was or realized I was yelling at my TV, telling Jordan to run. Sadly, that didn't seem to work, so we'll see how a human handles a demon prison. Probably not great. I'm guessing Abigail will 
already be maggie levels of gone by the time the sisters make a trip to rescue them considering she went in first and was already in bad shape what's maggie levels of gone i'm not sure i got the joke which sucks because i like inside jokes um you think they're gonna kill off abigail i'm not sure i don't want her to be killed off i know she's not the most like character um but she, she, she acts better than daniel panabaker <laughs> i've had to deal with worse maybe that's just it <laughs> and i don't need to like everybody in a show right I, I i like the fact that there is someone who has contention just think about it guys if we didn't have any type of contention or drama or anyone that didn't have any dislikable skills on the show then there would be nothing to talk about (laughs) um and i do feel that wherever you go in whatever tv show you watch there's always that character that people are going to zone in on for all of the reasons uh here you uh hear from you next week (laughs) peace hair grease and black girl magic that is liliana and that is the end of our mailbag i'm going to close that up if you want to join in the next conversation blackrollcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast i swear i will read them my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease from black on magic <laughs>